Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun blue, fun blue jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Hefty Duck, even though he's not Hefty Duck on Twitter anymore. Uh, <laughs> my right. guy, William, and my yeah. guy, Wyan, who has a Mason Lori profile picture on the show, Ohio State legend. And his dog. <laughs> and his dog. Ohio State <laughs> legend, Mason Lori, has his profile picture. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on today's show. Uh, more Gavin Brindley stuff to talk about. He's continuing to do good at Michigan. We are going to talk about some of the games that the Blue and so much, a lot of stuff going on in the Blue Jackets world. So let's get going and uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah, I mean, you said it. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's it. Just it, there never seems to be a lack of. Blue Jackets news, and it's not necessarily been a good thing. I mean, it's good for us, gives us something to talk about, but you know, there's definitely some things that have been going around that aren't too great. Um, but we'll start with some good stuff first, okay? Um, first of all, I actually look at that beauty that that new logo in the corner. Ooh, so pretty! New, yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, uh, we'll might be an edit to it here eventually too i'm thinking of like a banner across of it um but anyway so let's start with something good because there's some not so good we have to get into and that is the blue jackets got their first shutout in two years last night since uh i believe the date i saw was december 19th 2022 and uh i guess it's that'd be like a year and a half whatever it is i i i don't care um it's the first one January it was January 2022 when the oh, was Blue it? Jackets went to Carolina and beat the Hurricanes six nothing. Oh, and I that, know what it was. And then oh, that game was on, that game was on nationally tele was nationally televised, and John Butchergrass with Kevin Weeks was on the call, and it was a good game. The Blue Jackets won six nothing, and really it, the, the third period is where the Blue Jackets just kind of took over that game because they were winning two. Two nothing, and then in the third period, the Blue Jackets Blue Jackets exploded for four goals and won that game six nothing. And it was a good game by everyone on that team on that day. And that's the last day that the Blue Jackets had a shutout on the road, January of 2022, before yesterday when the Blue Jackets were on the road to beat the Blues in St. Louis, one nothing. Dimitri Baronkov with an awesome goal. Elvis Rizlikens, good game, and just an awesome team effort all around, and they get a one nothing win. Yeah, pretty sick. Um, I also loved uh, – we've got to talk about the other win here this week too. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, I also loved uh, Matthew Olivier's uh, fight against Tyler Tucker um, last night. Um, so Olivier took a hit from Tucker. It was near the, um, the, the Blues bench. And Olivier didn't like it and turned around and looked at him. I don't know what was said, but it was probably something like, you want to go? And Tucker was like, yeah. And so they decided to, 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 to duke it out. And Olivier 100% won that fight. I think it was like maybe like 12, 10, 10 12 punches. So like maybe one, if that. Uh, he just didn't give Tucker a chance at all. He was like weaving under Tucker's arm and stuff back and forth. It was so sick. Um, I posted a replay of it on my Twitter. Um, and I think maybe on the, the Brew Jackets Twitter as well. That was sick. Um, and last night, with an assist on that Vronkov goal you're talking about, Wierenski passed Nick Foligno for most assists all time for the Blue Jackets franchise. Um, with 193, Foligno had 192. So, um, that's crazy too. There was just the one goal last night. That's all he needed. And um, so, congrats to Zach Wierenski. That's pretty impressive. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah. So, and the thing that impresses me about that, just watching that Baronkov goal, is that he, he I, I've said this on the show before, but he just knows to just use his 6'5, 240 body to his advantage. Because he's just like, hi, everyone, just get out of my way. 
just I'm I'm going to the net and I'm going to score and you can't do it. You can't do anything about it. And he's done it. He's done it multiple times now. And it's just great. And he did it last night. And it's just great to see. And it's just like, okay, sorry, you're not going to stop the dude that's six five two forty. It's just not, ha- yeah. not happening. <laughs> well, so since last week, there's also been three other games. Um, and they came very close to beating Vancouver. Uh, they had been up, you know, by quite a few goals. And Vancouver came back to tie it and then beat them in overtime. That kind of sucked. Uh, before that was a 4-2 loss against the Kraken. Um, it's the way she goes. It was um, a well-played game uh, in general, but I think I'm mean, obviously better played by the Kraken. And then, so here's where I got the whole December 19th thing mixed up. The Blue Jackets won their first game in regulation time since December 19th when they beat the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. That's quite a, I mean, they, they've had some wins cool. since then. They have some wins, but first in regulation time. Um, everything else has been decided by overtime um, in very close games. Now, so, that, yeah, that game, that, that game against Calgary, another good game that the Blue Jackets played. They won 5-2 overall, good team effort. You know, you know the Calgary does score two goals, so they had some moments there where they didn't look the greatest. The Blue Jackets didn't look the greatest there. But overall, it was a good game, and what really – what really was impressive is that the moment that Alexander Texier scores that 3-2 goal shorthanded to give the Blue Jackets the lead, from that point on, there, there really was nothing for Calgary to even try and come back in the game. And the Blue Jackets just took that game over, and they scored a goal on the power play on the five-minute major, kind of on a dirty hit to Jack Roslevic. And then yeah. – after and then after and then Fantilli scores to make it five two and that's the game right there. It was just a good overall team effort. And yeah. So and I know people don't like it when Pascal Benson says that it's there and <laughs> stuff like that. I get that, but he's right. It's it is there. The Blue Jackets have proved it to a certain degree. Maybe not as much as we would like, but it's there. And it's building up. We're getting there. Just maybe not as much as people would like it, but it's coming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw that, um, you know, last night too, I think in the Blues game, you know, the the young guys are coming together. Um, So you mentioned um, Texas getting the uh, shorthanded point. So that was um, the Blue Jackets' first shorthanded point of this year, uh, I believe. And, uh, their first one since Jack Rousel, if it got one like last year in a game. So, um, they, uh, shit, I lost my place here on my notes. Um, I know, yeah, two for four in the last few games. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you saying? I know, I was just saying, I know where you're going with this. Episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. So, um, Texier got, got another point in the next game, another shorthanded point. And for like the second time, I think in, in, in Blue Jackets history, um, a one player got a shorthanded point two nights in a row. So the first one, I love to see this one because I've heard I've heard news reports that um, Veronkov and Texier are you know like like to hang out a lot with each other, but they don't like understand um, each other's language. But you know, so there's a lot of like. Just, I don't know. It's just, that seems so funny and wholesome to me. Um, so for the first uh, win against Calgary, Voronkov had the Kepi and he gave it to um, Alexander Texier. Yep. And um, then, you know, I got the shorthanded point the next day. And so Texier, after last night's shutout, um, Alexander Texier gave um, the Kepi to Elvis Merzlikens. So mm-hmm. um, as may be deserved there. So um, Texier joins Rick Nash. Cam Atkinson, and I think there was like one other dude that scored two uh, shorthanded goal in two straight games. Yeah, that's insane. Like that's that's so crazy, especially to like not have one like all year, or quite yeah, a while. <laughs> not necessarily, because generally speaking, you're not thinking about scoring a goal when you're on the penalty kill. It's just about just get that fuck, right. just get that out, get that get that puck out of there, and just 
you know, move on to the next shift and then get it out again and again until that clock goes down to zero. Well, it seems like they're, they're like the jackets are like on their best when they're on the on the attack. Because um, we've seen it quite a few times when they have had a lead in the in a game, uh, going into the third period, they kind of like turtle shell up a little bit, and then for whatever reason, they like they get one goal scored against them, they fall apart, and then the other team comes back from like down three or two or whatever, and ends up beating them. So, but when they're on the attack, it's almost like. Like they're getting back for the defense. They're still playing good, fine defense, but they're holding possession more often instead of just clearing it. They're actually going back up the ice with the possession still, um, which I've noticed lately. I have some notes about this that their passing here lately has been better. It's not perfect. No, it's never, no passing's ever going to be perfect, but it's better. Um, they've been doing less giveaways. Uh, and getting more takeaways. Um, so that's just something to watch out for when you're watching the games. You know, watch watch their passing. You know, next game's not till February 10th. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a home game against uh, yeah. right. uh, Tampa Bay. We'll talk about like the All Star break here after the ad read and whatnot. Yeah. But go on. But there's not. But but it's not totally. You're not totally without hockey though. Even though the Blue Jackets aren't coming back for a bit now because. Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley's coming to town. This upcoming Friday and Saturday, Michigan hockey is playing Ohio State hockey at the shot in Columbus. So if you're looking for something to do this upcoming Friday and Saturday, go to the shot and see Ohio State hockey play Gavin Brindley and his Michigan Wolverines. Like, I'd do that if I wasn't seven hours away, but you know, I am. So it is what it is. But if you are close by and you're in the Columbus slash Columbus area and you're looking for something to do this upcoming Friday or Saturday, get down there to the shot and go see Gavin Brindley play against Ohio State. Do it. You, you'll be, be seeing cool. a part of the Blue Jackets' future right there. Yeah. And you know that's that's something pretty cool to think about too. Um, you know, and it, and it reminds me too of like going to monsters games even then as well. You know, seeing some of these guys going back and forth, back and forth. Um, uh, but there's been quite a bit of musical chairs here lately, uh, and we'll get into more about David Yurchek later with it. But like so recently, so Nick Blankenberg just got sent back down today to the monsters. Um, I'm not sure if Boquist is going to be back sooner than or whatever from injury, or if they're going to bring your check back up or whatever. We'll, we'll speculate on that. Um, you know, shortly, uh, though it's been, um, yeah, I've said this on the show before and I'll say it again, in terms of like the toddling thing, it is a thing and it does happen but I think it is a learning process and you're seeing the blue jackets getting better about it is that there is a fine when you have a lead, especially late in a game, there is a fine balance of being too conservative or, and being way too aggressive to where you're out of position and you're leaving yourself wide open for shots. And there's that yeah. fine balance of knowing when to be, more aggressive and more conservative and for the most part the blue jackets were being a little bit too conservative but now they're finding that perfect balance because there's times where they're being a bit more conservative and it's the correct thing to do and there's times where being just a bit more aggressive and it's the and it's the correct thing to do so it's just about a learning process of when to go and be more aggressive and when to just stay back and be more conservative and don't do anything stupid and do the smart <laughs> and do the smart thing. Yeah. Yesterday against the, the Blue Jackets play against the Blues yesterday was a perfect example of that. Blues pull the goalie and you saw moments where, okay, they did the smart thing, stay back, be more conservative, don't do stupid shit. And then you saw moments where they were more aggressive on defense and picked their spots when to be aggressive and when to attack and it's just a perfect balance yeah um 
So, I mean, real quick, we've been talking about some really good stuff. Um, let's talk about some things that are a little bit more unfortunate here recently. Um, we'll, we'll put the serious stuff here in the middle of the show. We'll get back to some fun stuff here later. Um, so first I want to mention, um, you know, do a, a big shout out for uh, Levi Newman. I uh, was 12-year-old uh, cancer patient who the Blue Jackets program was working with. You know, he was hanging out with the players and, and getting to – to, to meet and meet them and whatnot. Um, and unfortunately he passed away recently and, um, you know, uh, it's always sad news when, but to hear, um, with that kind of stuff, uh, you know, the, the team, uh, I'm sure, um, was very saddened by that as well. Um, you know, I, I really felt like maybe they're playing really hard for him last night too. Um, it's just a, great game overall and everything but yeah uh, hard to hear um for sure and um you know there's not a really good way to transition from that to anything else but the next news that we have is more unfortunate news um no i guess unfortunate depending on who you are i've uh, got to mention the nhl news recent nhl news here um and that is we talked about this last week a little bit um carter hart macleod we got Dubé, but and then Formenton have all officially turned themselves into London, Ontario police and all have officially been charged um, with a, a charge. I don't want to um, make the YouTube algorithm hate me, so I don't want to say what, what happened, but we'll say like SA, if you know what yeah. I mean. Unfortunately, YouTube's a big old bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, I, I've, I heard I saw a quote today that said that the Ontario court system is so backed up that this might not even go to trial until 2026. Eesh. So, yes, you know, and at that time, we'll know all the details behind this. Um, you know, if, if they find some way to speed it up, I'm sure they're going to try to do that. Um, you know, these guys have I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with these guys. I'm assuming their career is going to be on hold until after this um it's unfortunate i would assume that that's what the teams are gonna gonna do again um yeah we talked about this before on one of our more recent shows and one of the things that came out is that the uh, london ontario police department was going to have a press conference coming up in february talking about what they know and stuff like that and that's what i'm wondering you know because it, it'll be good to know what's going on when it comes out and they say stuff and then it'll pop up all over Twitter and stuff so you can see yeah. it. But for me personally, I just I just don't know be, because I've just seen it so many times with just so many big stories where people are making a big fuss about it and then it turns out actually it wasn't true and then it says, well, that was just awful. You just put people everyone you made people think like it was a big thing and then it turned out to be not the case and then you just kind of ruined it for everyone so this thing as of now pr probably is true most likely but we're not exact i'm not exactly sure so i want to see what the cops have to say and if it does go to 2026 we'll probably know everything by then and then that'll be good to know yeah. and then i can have a much better opinion on this whole thing and know yeah. what kind of happened because right now it's just like it, this may have happened this may not have happened this may have happened it's just i, I don't know i don't know yeah so um you know i'm not going to speak about what anything about the victim here uh you know i hope that they're they're doing the best that they can absolutely and um you know make make it through this well as well i know it could be very hard sorry i have something in my eye here so i'm kind of digging around in it um you know, very unfortunate uh, uh, for all parties involved here. Um, you know, you, uh, it is what it is. I mean, if it's got, it's got to be done. It's, there's no avoiding it at this point, uh, just like there was no avoiding talking about it. But now I can transition on to something slightly a bit more fun. We're going to talk a little bit about the All-Star break. Um, so uh, we mentioned that there was a... The, the Blue Jackets' next game is not till February 10th. Um, that is due to this next week being um, the NHL All-Star 
uh, skills in, in game, uh, skills competition, whatever. And so y'all have, have you guys all seen the jerseys that yeah, were apparently <laughs> that they did, they collaborated with Justin Bieber to make them. And have you guys ever seen like, what is it? Like Kane's chicken, like the fast food restaurant. Have you ever seen like their logo? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the same thing. I, I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to say it otherwise. It's uh, they're they're not good, um, in my opinion. It kind of uh, reminds me of Carl's. Really? Carl's Jr. Ahead, that's what maybe I was thinking of with like a little star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Carl's Jr. With the rounded points. I don't know, man. I don't like. Did they just I, give him some crayons and like? I don't know. It was, was me, guys. They gave like, me and said, "Go to town." It's, to me, I look at that and it's like they went to Toys R Us and say, okay, do a hockey jersey for us. Yes. And like Toys R Us, you're a damn good store and many fun times there as a kid and everything. But uh, I'm not exactly sure. About yeah. it. I think Toys R Us would have done better than Justin Bieber. Yeah, probably. Yes. Probably. Absolutely. Um, you know, and like, yeah, I, I don't want to like shit on just because he's Justin Bieber, but like, cause like I don't care at this point. Um, but there's just, I don't, I don't like them. And there's just, there's, they're so primary colored. They're so, it's like almost overly so simplified that it's like chaotic. I don't know if like that makes any sense of all to anyone else, but as like a designer and artist myself, it's just like, it hurts my brain to like, look at this stuff. Um, so other than that, uh, the Blue Jackets are sending this year uh, Boone Jenner to the All-Star uh, game. And um, have you all seen this the entertainment here recently as well? Um, so uh, <laughs> I made a post it like literally like yesterday or something. Um, so I guess I don't know if these people are going to be entertaining or if they're just gonna be there they're like so they have some celebrity alternate captains and currently um or at least they're, they're, no this is more more entertainment okay i don't know they have alternate captains one is like tate mccray one is um that uh matt lil i i don't know what this guy's what the one guy's name is uh justin bieber's one of the alternate captains tate mccray um michael buble and um Another guy who uh, his name is just escaping me right now. So they have some other uh, entertainment there this this weekend. A guy named Owen Riegling. Some people named Loud Luxury are doing player introductions. The Reclaws are doing Canadian National Anthem. And then Kiana Lede is doing the U.S. National Anthem. And... Uh, until January 30th, 2024, I had not a single clue who any of these people were. Um, I mean, have you guys heard of these? I mean, you guys, uh, so, so, Wyan, um, you know, William, you guys are a bit younger than me and Kev. Like, have you guys heard of these people? Like, are, these, are they popular? Like, um, I haven't. I think they're popular in Canada or something. <laughs> th- that's fair. I, that is fair. It does say like loud, uh, loud luxury is Canadian born and and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, don't good for them. Um, yeah. It's no Creed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they could have had something great this year um, with Creed playing, but like you know, <laughs> the, joke. not I'm only 31 years old, and not sound, not to sound like old man yells at cloud boomer, get off my lawn, but. Seriously, who 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 are these people? Like, come on now. And admittedly, so I really if I don't really pay attention to that sort of stuff, it's if it's not like the blue jackets or like sports or like I don't know, like video games or like my family or friends and stuff, I probably don't pay attention to it. So I don't know, maybe I'm just getting a bit too old for this shit. What do I know? You know, it and also too, they're trying to get a lot of artists for like an for like over like a, a, a an entire weekend. So if if it was just like one day, I'm sure they'd get like someone huge, you know, um, like like Nickelback. They they played at the Outdoor Classic this last year or like this year already. Um, 
not my favorite band by any means, but they're also a huge band. They're also huge, huge in Canada as well as they are Canadian. Um, so, but you know, if that's like a one night thing, I'm sure they're like, it's super expensive to, 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 to do that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny, a little bit humorous to me. Uh, like I said, you know, maybe I'm just getting uh, a little bit out of touch, but um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who has no clue who these people are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to do the ad read here really quick. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about after the All-Star break, um, after this ad. Uh, because I, I posted a poll here recently on our uh, Instagram X account. That's Instagram to me still. Instagram? Shit, dude, Twitter. It's not either of those earlier things I just said. Uh, you know, I just need to read this ad. All right. Um, all right. I'm waiting for exactly 27 minutes. <laughs> it makes it easy for me. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Real quick, let's uh, let's do some like live DraftKings odds for the Super Bowl. Um, I I haven't looked at any odds at all yet, and we specifically are going to be looking at the DraftKings betting lines. Um, Oh, I wondered what the noise was. I heard me here. Okay, so um, it looks like that the 49ers are slightly favored of uh, the minus 125 to this Chiefs plus 105. It's a very close. It's not the like the widest spread that I've seen before. So, you know, not not betting advice, um, my, but, but I personally – personally just wish that i'm not gonna be mean in an ad never mind i'll be mean after the ad um so there's some odds super bowl uh download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code thpn new customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 58 with code thpn the crown is yours Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources all right go do some bets or whatever bet. use code thpn yeah, um, yeah. Bet responsibly I, uh, are we able to bet on the all-star game like yeah. stuff like that i want to i want to go like i'm curious if like the skills competition and stuff like that yeah i'll have to know. look into that from an ohio sports perspective bet responsibly blue jackets uh calves and eventually the crew and reds and guardians will be back so you'll be able to bet on that but uh you know maybe like ohio state basketball or the bearcats but other than that not really a lot to bet in terms of ohio sports right now yeah oh shit all right so i said we'd talk a bit more about the all-star break um so many times as it happens in the past uh years uh between the all-star after the all-star break up until the trade deadline in march uh the month of february can get really busy um with some hirings firings trades moves whatever so on twitter uh x still twitter but whatever um I twitter damn it i recently posted a um a poll that was, you know, here's, uh, here, I'll just read it real quick. We post uh, with rumors and discontent rife among Blue Jackets fans. What do you think is going to happen after the All Star break? If you think something else should happen, then comment below. And the options were players traded, management changed, players plus management gone, or nothing. And as you see from the votes here, it appears that nothing 
uh, at 35.7% beats out management changed um, by just under 3% at 32.2%. So the majority of people think nothing's going to happen. I kind of, kind of am in that boat too, but I would not be surprised if there were some movements made. Um, you know, recently there's been a lot of hubbub about Columbus uh, in a not so uh, flattering light. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's not been a great year or three. <laughs> um, so, like, there's a lot of things to weigh right here. And I, here's a quote from Frank Sarabelli earlier this week. Um, I believe he's for TSN Sportsnet. I don't know. It says, he says, it's not that people don't want to play in Columbus. It's that they don't want to play for this management group. And that's f- fair. Um, you know, we've had several players this year. Um, actually, so recently, David Yurchek makes it the third player this year to publicly talk out against something they weren't happy with. Um, the first one was Yegor Chinikov. Uh, he had mentioned that he was not super happy with what was going on. And there was a lot of trade talk with him earlier in the year. Um, the next was of course, Elvis Mers Leakins uh, here in like the last couple of weeks where he's talking about uh, wanting a request in a trade. And John Davidson gets on the radio and is like, he didn't request a trade and there's, Whatever, a lot of stuff with that. So then David Yer checks, uh, he says he is not happy with the current situation where he has been sent back down to the Cleveland Monsters. Not only did they send him back down, but there was a lot of like back and forth with them too recently. Um, from what I understand, he was told his posi- he has a position on the NHL team. Uh, then they, the Blue Jackets fly to Vancouver for their road trip, and then he gets recalled back down to Cleveland from Vancouver once they get there. Um, after he had just gotten back for like one game, one Blue Jackets game, when he was after he had been recalled from being sent down for two Blue Jackets games. So I, I get where he's coming from. He is one of the better defensemen, um, in my opinion, on the Blue Jackets this year. Um, you know, we can uh, we look at some stats here real quick. Uh, David Yurchek has nine points, 36 games. While that's not the most out of any defenseman, that is slightly more than Jake Bean, um, who has 11 more games. Um, there's other other defensemen who have even less, but they've played less games too. So, you know, this jerking him back and forth, they brought up Nick Blankenberg to healthy scratch him for like one game, right? Um, a lot of back and forth. So what do you all think about that? Uh, people not wanting to play here. They don't want to play for the management group. Well, I'd say this. And do you think something's going to happen after the All-Star break between then and trade deadline? If something does happen, it's the trade deadline. Someone gets moved. The Blue Jackets get player, prospect, pick, something like that. That's probably what happens. It's, like it, it's always been like that. And the bigger moves are usually in the offseason. And I suspect that's going to be the same thing. That big time moves will be the off season, and most likely, in my opinion, that's probably going to mean that uh, Yarmulkek Linen is probably gone, and most likely John Davidson is probably gone. And then whatever happens to that, it it sort of happens. Um, as for Frank Cervelli, I'm not going to say that he's right or wrong in regards to no one wants to play for the management thing. But the one thing I am going to say is, for me personally, it's just hard to take him seriously because he is a guy, from my perspective, that does not pay attention to the Blue Jackets. And when he does say something about the Blue Jackets, he's always ripping on them. I don't think he's ever said anything nice about the Blue Jackets. And um, when I'm done talking, why, and you can get get in here as well, is that... uh, you've had some issues with Frank Cervelli as well. If this came, if this came from a John Butchergrass, a hockey, the hockey guy or an Elliot Friedman, 
I'd be more likely to, to believe it. And the reason is, is that their, their, their stuff is more likely to be true, but also there's been times when they've ripped on the Blue Jackets and there's times when they've been praising the Blue Jackets. They've been respectful. It's gone both ways. I'm not saying that you have to be totally uh, negative all the time or totally, you know, everything is the greatest thing ever all the time. But I just want some sort of decency. I just want you to be able to pay attention a little bit. And the hockey guy, and John Butchergrass and Elliot Friedman do that. And in terms of David Juracek, at first I was, okay, why the heck are they doing this to him? You know, you say, oh, get a place and then get, send him down and all this other stuff. But here's the issue with that. This is where people like Frank Cervelli and others get into trouble. You're not, they're not telling the full story because John Davidson today was getting interviewed on 97.1 The Fan, and he told what really happened, which is John Davidson, Yarma Kekline, and a bunch of other people in the Blue Jackets organization have had honest conversations with David Yurchek and a bunch of other people. And he talked about David Yurchek. He said when he made the team, we told him, yeah, get a place. But if you're not playing games – with the Blue Jackets, you need to be playing games in Cleveland. Because what David Yurchek was doing was he was in a hotel room in Columbus. So is it better for a dude to just sit in a hotel room all the time? Or do you just, or do you maybe you, you care for him a little bit and say, hey, you don't have to be in a hotel room all the time. Go get a place, you know, and if you're not, so go get a place. I understand why David Yurchek feels that way. But Pascal Vincent has said this, and I agree with him. It's like, it's actually good that he feels that way. It's good that you feel that way. Because use that as motivation to go cook down in Cleveland and absolutely destroy and dominate down there to the point where the Blue Jackets have no choice but to bring you up. They did that with Kent Johnson, and it worked out. Cole Sillinger. And a whole bunch of other guys. So that's what I'd say in in, ter in terms of that is you're not yeah. exactly telling the whole story. And not everything has been perfect. I understand that. Some stuff, some bad, some good. But Frank Cervelli and other people who don't pay attention to the Blue Jackets, you're just shitting on them just because and tell the whole story. Anyways, I'm... I'm talking for now and wine if you want to share your thoughts about Frank Cervelli and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think Frank Cervelli is nothing more than a fat, gray-haired shit serve. Um, he's just, all he does is post negative stuff, and it's not even just the Blue Jackets. It's every NHL team. He has to find stories and dig and make up bullshit. It's like, I don't like Frank Cervelli one bit, but... Um, when it comes to David Yurichek, I don't think it's a good idea to piss off your young franchise defenseman like that. I mean, yeah. I know that I know that sending him down to Cleveland, they might think that's the best thing they can do for him. But when he says that he believes he's an NHL player and he thinks that there isn't six defensemen better than him in Columbus, I think I agree with that because. I don't think I can name six defensemen better than him. I don't know if I can even name three defensemen better than him on the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. Like, yeah. I think he deserves a spot up there based on I the quality of defensemen that are there. I'd also, I'll say one more thing, and then I'll, I'll stop talking for a bit, is another thing that I thought was important that John Davidson brought up in the interview is that, okay, you play him. The one thing that's been holding David Yurchik back is that his skating hasn't been the greatest. And other teams know this. They know that he's kind of good, but kind of bad. And teams, when they have the first line change, they know this, and they're using that. They're going up against Yurchik. And a lot of times he does it good, but sometimes he just doesn't do it very well. And what do you want to destroy his confidence by that, by – throwing them out there, watching them consistently getting cooked because teams know that skating's not the greatest. And he brought up another example with Adam Fantilli. When they're playing Toronto, they're throwing Matthews out there against him, and Fantilli is struggling against that. 
and so you put, and why would you want to do that and constantly put your check Fantilli and all these other people in situations where they're failing you want to put these guys in positions to succeed and when you put them in positions to consistently fail that does not do them any good well i don't, I don't necessarily like how some of this stuff has been handled but when you listen to what John Davidson said it. It makes a lot more sense. But anyways, so um, I've talked a little bit. Something here. I gotta say about that. Um, so uh, Frank Cervelli had some more comments to, to to say after that, where he mentioned that um, you know, this management group, it's felt like they've made some like backwards or even just like sideways moves um with certain things, and he brought up uh, a point that I thought was good, and I still think is good. And that is the season is pretty much a loss. Um, there's the like the better we do from here on till the end, the this the, it doesn't matter. I mean, we'd have to go on like a 20 game win streak to even think about even thinking about a playoffs. Um, and so this season, uh, he said in his opinion, and I kind of have this opinion too. At this point should be about the young guys. It should really be about getting them playing time, uh, you know, developing them further and getting them to, you know, um, a, a top quality NHL level. Um, and they've done that with, with some of them um, pretty well. You know, we think of the Russian line, we think of Adam Fantilli. We'll talk about him in here just a second too. Um, and um, I, I, I can't necessarily find much fault in what he said with the recent news stuff it appears that players are going a route where they try to talk with the coaches about these things they try to make things work with the team in private and then you know the results aren't they're not getting the results they want and they come out publicly and say these things um you know like do you remember last year when eric Branson said something um like that like was construed as negative and they had him like walk it back and, and be like, no, that's not what I meant. You took it wrong. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but you know, uh, it, personally, if the, the fans are really, really calling for it, I, you can't be on, I can't be on any social media. I can't be on Reddit. I can't be on Facebook. can't be on Twitter without seeing blue jackets fans, calling for Yarmo's job specifically. And until that happens, were he to get fired, it's not going to help anything this year. It's not going to do anything. The thing it's going to do is at least appease the fans somewhat. Um, so, you know, there's... They'd still be bitching about bitching about something else. And I do agree with what, a lot of what you're saying there, Hefty Duck. But the one thing I'd say is, where do you want these guys? Take David Yurchak. Pick a different prospect that the Blue Jackets have right now. Where do you want them? Do you want them in a not-so-great environment right now with the Blue Jackets? Or do you want them in an environment like what the Monsters have right now where they're playing good, it's a good, fun environment. Every prospect that comes back up from Cleveland say, yeah, it's an awesome, a fun environment. I had a lot of fun playing there. Kent Johnson said stuff like that. Where do you want these guys? Do you want them in a not the greatest environment right now, or do you want them in a fun environment where they're getting more important minutes, they're fighting for a playoff spot, or maybe they get a Calder, run for a Calder Cup, you're not getting that right now. And this is another thing, too, is unfortunately the Blue Jackets do have to play guys like Andrew Peak and, you know, a bunch of these other guys because they need to showcase them. That's how it is. I suspect even after the trade deadline, if these guys get moved or even if they don't get moved after then, I suspect that's when probably a lot of these guys, if they do get called up, they get called up. Sure. And and I'm expecting that every little tiny injury this the rest of this year is going to be let be healed 100% completely because there's just no reason to like for like to rush back um right now. You know, like I mentioned the game the the 
the season is just kind of rough. Um, there's not really much coming back from it. Um, so speaking of that, um, let's speak about let's talk about some people who are out right now. Um, <clears throat> maybe I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode because this was some breaking news. Today we found out Adam Fantilli is going to be sidelined for eight weeks with a laceration on the back of his calf that came from a game that happened um, in Seattle this last Sunday. Um, the replay, uh, I wish I had the replay for you right now, but um, it looked like nothing happened. He got, there was like a little, there was a hit on the wall and it looked like the 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 guy's skate maybe kicked the back of his leg like, like a little bit, but like immediately Fantilli was limping and got off the ice uh, and went down the tunnel with help from people. And it didn't look bad at all. I didn't think it was serious. During the game, it never sounded serious. They never announced anything during the game. And then the next day, the Blue Jackets organization said they're going to uh, wait till they're back in Columbus to get it reevaluated or evaluated. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure he got help right then. I mean, he, they weren't just letting them like bleed out. But so I'm for like the with, with laceration for those of you who might not, I don't know. You know he, he got cut on the back of his leg with skate. And uh, I guess it's bad enough to have him out for eight weeks that yeah. brings that I won't bring him back until like the end of March, which there's only going to be a, a couple games left. So yeah. we've seen the, both the number one and the uh, number three uh, uh, picks from this last uh, draft out with injury so far, actually both uh, Leo Carlson, all three yeah. of them have, have had pretty yeah. like ridiculous injuries that have sidelined them and maybe yeah. slowed their development a little bit. But uh the one thing they said about that during the game when that happened with Adam Fantilli is that both Jody Shelley and Jeff Rimmer thought that he went down because there was a skate issue. Because the, like he lost a blade. Yes, the skates. The skates in t- today's world, the blade is not like completely stuck to the skate, like the blade pops in and out and what happens is there's you know you sharpen it and everything and then you only skate on it for a certain amount of period of time before it just pops out and then you have to get a new one to pop back in and that's what people were what Jeff Rimmer and Jody Shelley were thinking what it was during the game and it did look like that because he was skating like he had only lost he was on one skate and it did look like you're skating like that, where you're on one skate and the skate boy just yeah. pops out. And the, the replay showed nothing. It, it, it didn't really, it didn't really show. It, he got hit, but it didn't really show nothing. So it was like it looked like that the skate boy just popped out, and then it's like, oh shit, get back to the bench quickly, just skate on one foot because because your skate boy popped out. That's what they thought. And then it actually turns out, actually, no, there was something more to more than that. It was an actual thing. It wasn't just a skate blade that just, you know, popped out. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Um, like such a weird freak accident, too. I mean, we've we've you know, there we've already had the discussion this year. Um, you know, due to that uh, severe accident that was in Europe earlier, uh, this last year, um. You know where the the gentleman had his uh, neck uh, lacerated, and um, you know now that they're looking at those guards, I noticed even like last night in the game, it looked like Kent Johnson was wearing one of those neck guards. Um, so good for him. I mean, I I would. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's just that's a crazy thing to happen. You know, and we saw it with Evander Kane last year. Um, you know, getting his wrist hurt and everything. So, um, you know. Godspeed to your recovery, buddy. Uh, I hope that you can make a not only a quick recovery, but a full recovery as well. I mean, if you can't come back this year, don't worry about it, man. It sucks, but it's what it is. Like, he's already, do you know, like, he's already, like, third in points on our team. Um, now, if some other people had a few more games, that might be a little bit different. But he's got 27 points, uh, which is behind Zach Lorensky by one point. Um you know, eventually has 12 goals, 15 assists. And um, he's also tied for uh, third in the uh, in the NHL uh, with goals. You know who he's tied with? Dmitry Vyronkov. Um, so then he also has um, 
so yeah, he's number four among, amongst the all NHL rookies in point totals. Uh, I think Jack Hughes is right behind him uh, with with points. He got twenty seven points, um, and then he ranks seventh in assists. So yeah, um, this news comes also on the verge of the news about Patrick Line. So Line had been out with a clavicle injury, collarbone uh, injury, and um, he had been out. And you know, on the on the day or so, he was like supposed to be coming back. He it was announced that Patrick Line entered the NHL NHLPA um, Players Assistant Program, which um, there's many many different reasons to enter that program. Um, you know, in the past, we've seen people with like drug and alcohol problems. Um, sometimes it's been mental health. Sometimes, um, yeah, just other, whatever. I mean, it could be anything. Like maybe you're addicted to video games too much. You're just, like taking like it's like taking part of like your life over to where you can't perform or something. You know, I I don't know. I, I only I only mentioned that because I don't know if you guys remember that when Patrick Line was at Winnipeg. He was famous for playing Fortnite so much um, that his like stats went down, and so they banned him from playing. And he like dropped like a shit ton of goals after that. But I'm just joking, you know. I I hope he's doing all right. Whatever's up with him, Um, you know, he's not had necessarily an easy time uh, the last few years. Um, You know, we do know that his. I don't even want to speculate right now. I have no. There's no reason to speculate. You know, hope it goes well. It did come out the reason why he's in there because Patrick Liney said so himself on his Instagram page was he's in there for mental health issues. That's what oh. it was. So it, it is a thing. We know why he's in there. We don't have to guess or speculate. We know why he's there. It's mental health issues. So that's a decision he's made and best of luck to you. And whenever you're ready, come back and, uh, Play yeah. for the Blue Jackets because you've shown you can be a good player and just keep going. But take your time because yeah, the right. season does not require much from here on out. Just right now, that's it. you know whenever you're ready. It could be yeah. it could be now. It could be a year from now. Whenever you're ready, just take your time yeah. and then come back and play for the Blue Jackets. He is out for an indefinite amount of time, so it's actually now up to the NHL PA. Um, program um, to say that he's ready to come back. So it'll be up to them. Um, you know, so yeah, good luck to both him and Fantilli. It's uh, somewhat odd that they're roommates as well, and you know, they're both going to be out for a while to, uh, at the same time. Um, so we're talking about Yurichek, we're talking about defensemen earlier. Um, we were talking about Nick Blankenberg recently just got sent down. Um, and we added another one to the IR, back to the IR. Um, and that's Adam Boquist. So in the, um, was it the Calgary Cal- game? Yeah. So it, it had seemed like Cole Sillinger was trying to get a pass like up and over, like kind of along the boards. Um, and instead of getting it like over or like past him, it, it ended up hitting Adam Boquist like in the side of the head from like kind of like behind. It was hard to tell exactly what happened. He seemed to kind of shake it like it, it looked like it hurt. Like and he held his mouth for a bit, but you know he's a tough guy, hockey player, and he seemed to kind of shake it off for a bit. And then he went down the tunnel, and we didn't see him the rest of the game. I don't think. Yeah, um, <laughs> that seems to be the story with a lot of these hockey guys. Is like they get hurt. And you're like, and they're like, ow, that hurts. But then, like, they kind of shake it off and then they try to, you know, play it cool. And it does work out with them sometimes. But then it's like, oh, after that, then they go down. And it's like, some of these guys, I get it. You want to tough it out and everything. And I think that's cool to a certain degree. But sometimes it's just better to just say, hey, I got hurt. Let's go back and look at it, and if something comes up, then we'll deal with it rather than just trying to, you know, tough it out and then go back and do it. But I appreciate it, your toughness, and I understand why you do it, though. I understand. There's probably a team team doctor or someone's probably like, dude, I'm not going to let you go back out there. And, like, you know, but, like, tough hockey guys. I totally understand where they're coming from. Um, 
you know, so uh, that's <laughs> that's just kind of funny, kind of cool. I appreciate you for it. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the last few things here. Um, so I just want to mention happy birthday to the one only, only Bjork swag, uh, Owen, uh, who is on our show uh, many times, but had to work tonight. Um, I don't know how old did he say he was. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. I thought. Twenty-five. Okay. So, twenty-fifth um, cool. birthday to to you. I hope you had a good time. Um, another Bert. kind of uh, good announcement, uh, I guess. Some kind of bad announcement. Mark Recchi was uh, inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame recently. Mark Recchi is one of our um, defensive coaches right now. Assistant coaches, coaches, yeah. And he had played for many years for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, and they inducted him into their Hall of Fame recently. Congrats to him. Um, Another congratulations to Denton Matejchuk. He got a hat trick in his game the other night with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, And my last congratulations to Trey Fixwolanski, the uh, the king in Cleveland. Uh, he has played 200 games in the AHL. He's pretty young. Like he's like younger than I. I, I keep like forgetting how young he actually is. Um, he's 24. So like you know, that's a lot of games for being 24. Uh, I, I do think you know that we'll hopefully we'll see a bit more of him in the NHL sometimes. That opportunity comes. Um, Trey Fitzalanski, so, like many people, he's he looks like a dude that's older than what he really is, and then you hear he's that young, and you're like, no way, that can't be right. right. But it is. But you know, it is. That's many more years of him left to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look at 200 games. And speaking of the monsters, I just want to talk about this real quick because this cracked me up, and I got I got to end on you know a really high note here. So on February 3rd, that is this Saturday. The Cleveland Monsters are going to be having a Pucks and Pierogies night. Um, I'm not exactly sure what all that entails. I encourage you to look up on the the Monsters Hockey Twitter. I think it's at Monsters Hockey. And uh, it's awesome. So why is this such a big deal Is and why pierogies uh, at all is uh, I believe there's like some sort of pierogi festival this, this week or something. But the very first pierogi a recorded sale of a pierogi which for those of you who don't know it's like a little dumpling with like like potato in it or whatever or, or whatever in it and uh, the very first documented sale of a pierogi was made at the martin house tavern in cleveland in 1928 um i just for whatever yeah they were brought over from um uh, from poland who had originally gotten like the, the the they were brought there from like the far east with like their dumplings and it was you know uh they made their own version and now it's here united states it's very popular in cleveland uh so good for the cleveland monsters that's gonna be puck and pierogies night uh pretty funny but um yeah i think that's about what i got for today was there anything else you'd like to add here um Well, uh, so, well, yeah, let me see here. Um, go see Gavin Brindley. This is a coming Friday and Saturday because I will tell how I'll end the show is um, I got some Gavin Brindley videos to show. One of them is him being interviewed after winning the gold medal for Team USA, and the other one is him setting up an awesome uh, goal this past weekend when Michigan played Wisconsin. And, um, Yegor Chinakov, he's been so fun to watch, and I just love our big, beautiful Russian man, Dmitry Baronkov. He's just so <laughs> fun to watch and just uses his 6'5", 240 body to hit his advantage. And, you know, I, I saw this a tweet. It was uh, Jeff Savoda said this. The game against Calgary, the, the refs were ta- trying to talk to him, and, of course, he doesn't really know a lot of English. And he's just like standing there, like kind of like a look on his face, like I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's just funny. And Jeff Savota's like, I wonder how many times that's happened to him so far. Oh, probably quite a few. 
Probably because I've seen it before where he was like looking at like like a whistle blue or something like that. And he's looking at like one of his player, like one of his teammates, and he's like, "What? What happened here? Why is?" So that's kind of funny. Um, dope. Well, uh, you know, we can go ahead and start our final closing here. Um, William, is there any shout outs or anything that you'd like to say yet tonight? Oh, we're here. Shout out to Bjork Swag. Happy late birthday. I've said happy birthday to him like five times now, but it's okay. Also, happy yeah. late birthday to our resident Flyers fan, Parody Goalie, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Go follow him and join the FHL. Get an FHL team. And I hope you all have an amazing night. That's all I got to say. Hell yeah, brother. Cool. Uh, Wine, is there anything you like to add here yet? Wine. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Um, pretty much that was my same... bad, actually. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much the same stuff that William said. Um, happy late birthdays to Owen and Hartsey, as we know them by. Um, great dudes. Love interacting with them and talking with them. Um, and also, yeah, claim an FHL team. You can DM either Parody Goalie or you can DM me or Bjork Swag on Twitter.com. My Twitter is at BruinsYN, same as my username here. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai, YN? I mean, there's not, there's not much new stuff with him. I mean, I don't think they've played too many games recently like i think the all-star break like i don't know if the ahl like goes on a mini pause or something but i don't know i haven't heard a lot about they have their own all-star game yeah yeah so i i think honestly the the ahl all-star game i watched last year was more entertaining than the nhl one they they tried a little bit more yeah i mean Especially with this Justin Bieber ass jerseys. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I know. <laughs> Dope. All right, man. Well, if you've got nothing else, we'll move on here to Kevin. Okay. So I got, like I said, I got two Gavin Brindley videos to show. One is him helping set up a goal that Michigan scored against Wisconsin. The other one is him being interviewed Wisconsin. after winning the goal. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put the video up on the screen, but I'm going to pause it first because I want to explain some stuff and then uh, I'll play it. Tipped onto the far side corner. Trickles out to Brindley. Another- okay, never mind. Uh, Gavin Brindley, he, he helps sets up a goal and he's going to be the one that kind of helps starts the play because he's going to shoot it and then they get the, he doesn't score, but they get the puck back and then they, they cycle it. They work the puck along, along the entire the entire offensive zone, and Gavin Brindley gets the puck again. He passes it, and then the other dude passes it, and then Michigan scores. That's basically what the setup is for this video. So we'll play it a couple times so you can see it, but pay attention to Gavin Brindley. Tipped onto the far side corner, trickles out to Brindley. Another rebound in front. Nazar can't control it. Truscott tries a shot. It's wide. Brindley picks the puck up in the corner, moves it to McGroarty. He finds Nazar in front, there's a shot through the five hole. Michigan regains the lead. All right, so we'll show it one more time so you can see it. So Gavin Brindley starts off, basically starts off the play and he helps set up the goal. Tipped onto the far side corner. Trickles out to Brindley, another rebound in front. Nazar can't control it. Truscott tries a shot, it's wide. Brindley picks the puck up in the corner, moves it to McGroarty. He finds Nazar in front, there's a shot through the five hole. Michigan regains the lead. So that's so uh, that's the first video of Gavin Brindley setting up a goal. Nicely done, Gavin Brindley. So there's that. And this is the video of him getting interviewed after winning the gold medal for Team USA. Gavin, how does it feel to be a World Junior Championship champion? Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, lost for words. Just an unbelievable group of guys, and 
Um, dream come true. From the outside, this USA team was seen as a favorite. How did you kind of block out what people from the outside were saying and harness that emotion yourselves? Yeah, I mean, that's how it's always been. This the Soul Ford group is so good and so talented, and we got these subtle fives with us that just help us even more. So it, uh, it's just so much fun to win, and especially with a group of brothers that uh, we bonded over for, for four weeks. So it's pretty, uh, pretty cool you can become a family so fast. How would you describe this family, this personality on this team? Uh, pretty energetic. Uh, lots of guys with character, so um, always keeps our locker room fun and keeps all the boys pretty loose. So, Congratulations. Go celebrate. Yeah, thank you. Thank. So there's a video of Gavin Brindley getting interviewed after winning the gold medal for Team USA. And I said this many times on the show, but I'm going to say it one more time. If you are looking for something fun to do this upcoming Friday and Saturday, go to the shot and get yourself a ticket to go see Ohio State hockey play Michigan hockey because you're going to go see Gavin Brindley play there. You yeah. see a part of the Blue Jackets future right there. So, again, looking for something fun to do, go see Gavin Brindley this upcoming Friday and Saturday, a part of the Blue Jackets future. Do it. Do, Do it. it. And of course, uh, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets theme group that I run. And I have a lot of fun stuff planned for this upcoming year. So it's going to be great. So check it out. Let's go. Dope. Hell yeah, brother. Um, yeah, it has been yet another. Blue Jackets episode. Um, thank you all for you know listening in for joining us here live while we do this, watching the replay, whatever you do. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all this stuff. Um, you know we appreciate it very much. Uh, it's been a, a very very nice time for us here recently, uh, as far as the podcast goes, and maybe not as fans of the Blue Jackets, but um, you know it is what it is. Uh, we'll get there, and we appreciate you all along for the ride. So, um, yeah, we'll see you here in another week. Till then, I gotta pull up. There we go. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.